Welcome to Make Ceremony Matter More, where life cycle celebrants talk shop. Brought to you by Funeral Radio. And now your host, Cindy Neely Spence. Today we welcome Jeff Staub, life cycle celebrant with a 20-year history as a funeral director and supplier in the funeral industry. Welcome to Make Ceremony Matter More, Jeff. Oh, thank you, Cindy. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. It's great to have you online. You were a funeral director for many years when you were drawn to the life cycle celebrant training as a way to understand approaches to the scattering of ashes. You were surprised by how much you learned. Can you share some of your observations with us? Um, well, the main thing I, I learned was just you know, how a ceremony could really be. I, I had been to hundreds if not thousands of funerals and been through the motions and, and seen what they're about, but I never understood you know, what the ceremony could be, how much it could bring out, um, how personalized it could be, and how really make people feel and, and help people move on and, and um, create create a milestone. So, Part of, part of your um, driver, though, too, was just seeing the fact that there were more people going for scattering of ashes and that you felt that there should be a really personalized service for that act. Yeah, that's what got me into it. I, I invented some urns that involved scattering called birdhouse memorial urns. So the first thing I wanted to do was learn all about scattering and scattering ceremonies, and I turned to the Internet, and I did some research, and I really didn't find much out there at all. And I turned to the funeral industry, and there really weren't any guidelines, and the funeral industry, come to learn, really wasn't helping people that, that preferred to scatter. And I found some ceremonial information in um, celebrant websites in Australia, and that's the first contact I had with celebrants and learned what they're about. And after doing some further research, I learned that they had recently, you know, started a branch in this country, um, you know, the same idea, and there was a course for it. So I looked into it, and I, I took the course, and it was, uh, it was a real commitment, Cindy. It was uh, no, six, a seven-month course online with uh, weekly meetings and books to read and writing assignments. Uh, I'd, uh, I'd equate it with like a college course. It was it was that intense. And it's an interesting process. I haven't obviously gone through that myself as well. So you you mentioned that when you were taking the the course at Celebrant Foundation and Institute that you you learned more in that seven months than you did watching twenty years of services as a as a funeral director. Is that true? Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I learned what the ceremony was really all about. And, um, you know, I've been to too many where there were just people going through the motions and feeling obliged to show up. And, you know, some of them did a good job and some didn't. But I learned how all services could be. And um, I learned that, you know, the clergy here in this country wasn't doing such a great job. This is mainly what I learned. And that it, that it could be better if they just knew how. And, um, in fact, some clergy are training to be celebrants as well and some of them make the best and that's great that's absolutely wonderful you feel very strongly about people needing funeral or or an end-of-life ceremony what are the benefits for the families and also for the funeral homes of engaging life cycle celebrants how are, how are they different well this the service uh, celebrant service really it, it, it's 
it it should tell the story. It should it should be the the deceased crowning performance. The deceased is the the writer and the director and the star. It tells their story about their life, the fun things they enjoyed, things they celebrated, things that are important to them, and it helps people in their lives connect with those things and, and fully um, help those things live on within them and kind of pass on traditions that might have been started or you know be able to share stories for future generations and um, you know display the whole me and not just a not just a um, you know a cut-out copy of what the clergy should think, you know, people should know about you. or It really should trans, trans, be a transforming-type ceremony to help I've, I've heard the term. I've heard the term before that um, life cycle celebrants, to a degree, are sometimes curators. When you think of curators working in museums, pulling together a, a visual um, event, for people to come and see. In our case, as life cycle celebrants, we do that with words. Yes, with words, and sometimes sometimes pictures are used. Um, some celebrants are using video as a small part of their service, and, and that can help uh, with people that might might need some of those visuals to make those connections. But it's about making the connections. Um, music is a big part of also. You know, music could could remind people of the life lived if it's personalized music. Um, sometimes props are used as well. Um, you know, memory tables and items and having the family maybe get involved in, in placing items on a table or lighting a candle or, you know, placing an, an item on a table and then saying what this item was, what it meant, and um, how, how maybe it affected their lives. Okay. Now, have you found... you? Any difference in, in pre-arrangements with life cycle celebrants having given us a, a ceremony? Well, I, I can say that funeral homes, there's been some funeral homes that have been advertising that they offer celebrants, and it was a surprise, but they had people signing up and making pre-arrangements with their particular funeral home because they offered celebrants. And that was a... Um, that was just a bonus. They didn't expect that. They expected maybe to, to uh, do some better quality funerals and, you know, put the wild back in funeral and, and um, really, you know, help people feel what funeral should be about. But it's actually some of the pioneering funeral homes that have really embraced celebrants have seen their prearrangements increase. And uh, that's good for business all around. That's very important when everyone that's in the room for any kind of a end-of-life ceremony, we all at times are going to be thinking about, wow, when it's my time, how would I like to have this done? Yes, yeah, and people should be thinking about that and not just thinking about it, but talking about it. And um, getting the conversation going is, uh, is another thing that we all need to work on a little bit more. Um, people don't like to talk about the end and death. But in reality, you know, having a funeral is, um, it's, it's a real, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a gift that you can give your survivors. It's, it's a, you know, it show, showcases your life and everything, but it's truly a gift, especially if, if done properly, um, to help people make the transformation and uh, create a legacy for yourself as well. And, and help begin that healing for those people that are attending. Yes, the healing that's needed to, to make the transformation, yes. As a benchmark for myself, 
I always like to think that if I can bring a little something to every ceremony that is new, that the family leaves not knowing an aspect of that person because it might be something out of their work life yeah. or someone that has been a colleague will learn something about that individual personally and it's, it is a very much a gift. I can't agree more. It should be a learning experience. You shouldn't go there and, and you know, just reiterate everything you already know. There should be some new information because the celebrants really, really dive in and get a little more personal with, with questions. They're, you know, part of their training is to help draw out the information and not just be order takers and, you know, going down a list. Um, they they got to build a relationship that can help draw it out and not just, you know, they don't just talk with one individual in the family. If they can speak with brothers and sisters and friends, and people from the workplace, a lot of times they will. They put a lot more time into it, and then the time that they put into it shows, it reflects in the service. That's a wonderful summary of the work that we do. Now, you're embarking on a new path to leverage ceremony expertise of life cycle celebrants. Can you share this with us? Um, something I'm, I'm starting right now, Cindy, and it'll be um, through my website, cremationsolutions.com, is... There are a lot of celebrants, and there, there's more graduating every year, but they're not in every town, and a lot of people still want to do them, things themselves or, you know, have someone in the family or friend perform the ceremony, but they just don't have the time or the knowledge on how to actually write the ceremony and, and to come up with the right words, the right music, theme, and everything. So what I'm going to be offering is a celebrant writing service where you can hire a celebrant, and uh, you'll fill out a questionnaire. You'll be interviewed on, you know, either by phone or Skype or email. Uh, several members of the family can be interviewed, and the celebrant will write the ceremony, but not actually perform it. So, okay. uh, and this could actually, you know, your clergy could actually perform part of this ceremony. You could just add to it, or a family friend or someone that you know that's a little more gifted at, at speaking, and then um, have a, a high quality service that's going to be a little more moving, more personalized, more healing, and start that transformation process that people so need to move on. I, I think that's a wonderful approach because, like you say, there are, there are many of us, hundreds of us, thousands of us across North America, but that's a, there's many millions of people. And, yeah, uh, yeah. We, can't be, we can't be everywhere. And, um, um, you know, people... People want more. They just don't know what's out there. So um, hopefully this will get written about and, uh, you know, the word will get spread that they can have a ceremony created, personalized just for them, and um, they don't have to do it face-to-face -face or actually hire the person to perform the ceremony. Okay, that's an interesting way to uh, extend our reach. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us about your view of the life cycle celebrant role and the funeral industry? Well, there's been a lot of changes. You know, if you look at the whole um, industry as a whole here in, in the U.S., um, it's been the same for a long, long time. It's been, you know, since since the 40s and 50s, right up to, you know, 10, 15 years ago, things have really been done the same, same old way. And um, people are getting a little bit tired of it. They've been doing enough funerals that they're not wanting to go to 
services that are impersonalized. It's part of the reason that people aren't having funerals. Um, it's not just the economy. Um, it's it's got to do with the way funerals are making people feel. And you know, back in the fifties, the funeral directors pretty much gave the ceremony to the clergy. They you know they they'd say, oh, who are you affiliated with, or where do you go to church, and they'd call that person. If they weren't affiliated with a church, they said, well, we've got this reverend or this reverend, and uh, maybe they'll come sit with you, with you for a half hour and get some information and do the service. And, you know, some of them did an okay job. Some of them got more thorough, but, um, you know, far and wide, there are a lot of services that just were impersonable, um, cold. Um, you know, one of the latest um, surveys done, uh, let's see, it was done by the Funeral uh, Funeral Service Foundation by a company called Olson Zaltman, who does surveys for big companies all over the world. They're okay. really good at drawing out information as to how people really feel. And um, when they asked about traditional funerals, they described funerals as a lonely, lifeless tomb, cold, lifeless, just going through the motions, wondering, didn't anybody think more of this person? And no one put much energy into this. Um, they felt they felt like they were being controlled, and that the main message is this: this is the end. And this okay. this is what this survey just came out with. That uh, you know they spent like a million dollars doing this survey to get this information, and you know all all the information points to we need celebrants, and celebrants can be used to to save the funeral industry and to uh, get people wanting to have funerals again and making them special and um you know that that's what that's what it's all about they, they want funerals that that tell their story um you know, different locations now not just in a church but you know it could be in the backyard could be in the country club could be along a river or a park picnic area um whatever's appropriate for that family and and the way that life was lived um you know is the right thing to do when people ask what's right and what's wrong, I usually say, you know, what makes you feel right and is the right thing to do. So they want a, they want a ceremony that's going to say, I mattered and my life made a difference. They want people to know why they were unique, how they contributed. And, of course, we want a service that's going to help heal our families and, and move on and, um, you know, create a little bit of a legacy. You know, everybody everybody wants to be remembered. Yeah, you you shared with me a comment that um, your benchmark is if someone's leaving and they're walking out with the sense and whether they vocalize it or it's it's just a thought in their mind, wow, that's what I want. Yeah, then I mean, they really have made the mark. There is there is there's nothing better for the funeral business than a ceremony where people say, "Wow, that's what I want," because that means they're going to come back and they're going to associate that service with that funeral home, and they'll see that maybe other funerals aren't funeral homes aren't you know putting as much into it. They don't know that it's the celebrant or the funeral. They just know that funeral home's working with celebrants and it was better. They don't care why it was better. They just they just they just want more. And the funeral, the funeral home gets the halo effect of the good ceremony. Absolutely, you know, it's it's a good reflection on them. Um, celebrants are trained to work with the funeral homes and to share, you know, what's going to be done and how can we, you know, do things better to make you happy, not just the family, but um, and 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 with the family, the ceremony is always um, 
you know, read to the family beforehand. The family approves the ceremony beforehand. So they, they have a good idea of what's going to happen. There's, there's no surprises, maybe a couple, but that's usually from individuals that contributed on their own. And, you know, it's always good to have those surprises, as you mentioned, and, and learn something. Yeah, so the ceremony's done for them, not to them. Yes, yeah, they want a service that's going to help family and friends move on and, um, you know, and know that their deeds will continue. I, th- I think that's, that's so, so important. So, Jeff, I'd, I'd really like to thank you for joining us and sharing your perspectives as both being a life cycle celebrant and as a funeral director. Oh, you're welcome, Cindy. It's my pleasure, and, and hopefully what we talked about here today will be talked about with others, and we'll get the celebrant mo- movement going a little more and uh, see more and more celebrants doing services. I know they're, they're doing much better doing a lot of weddings in this country, but um, they really need to get involved in funerals because they're just as important, if not more important. I think that's very true. Listeners, a link to Jeff's website is on the webpage for this podcast. Uh, We thank you very much for joining us again, and thank you for joining us at Make Ceremony Matter More. Thank you, Cindy.